Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week, the second episode for the week of Grown and Opinionated. I'm Sasha, the host, and today I wanted to talk about um something super serious. Um, as we all know, I mean, unless you're living under a rock, that the allegations came out about Diddy and domestic violence towards Cassie. She actually filed a lawsuit against him. And, um, yeah, it's really heavy so and really serious. So I wanted to get into this. I was going to discuss something else today, but I really think that it's important that we get into this, even though we do kind of talk about domestic violence sometimes. So first I want to start off by saying that if you, anybody you know, anybody... Um, around family, whatever, if you're a victim or, I hate to say the word victim because a lot of people will say, well, I'm not a victim, and then that immediately pulls them out the situation. Okay, y'all got to give me some grace with these phones, but um, this is the number, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-7233, or you can text START to 88 Seven eight eight. Um, yeah, I, I before we get into anything, I just want to put that information out, and I'm gonna put it up again. And I, I know I said that I don't want to call people victims because I think that sometimes that can have a negative connotation, and that what that is something that leads women to continue to suffer in silence or to continue to accept and put up with the abuse because they're like, well, I'm not a victim, I'm not one of them. And I just want to make sure that, um, you know, we're using the appropriate terms and we're being um, mindful of the people that's going through it. So now, now we can get into what's going on with this lawsuit with Diddy. So one of the things that I think is major, uh, majorly important is that I know a lot of people were saying like, well, why is she coming out now? What's going on? And um, I there's I was explaining to my friend last night, but New York State had um, enacted the Adult Survivors Act, and what this did this allowed victims of um, sexual abuse to file civil suits after the statute of limitations had passed, and they had this period of one year to do it, and that's about to close. So. That's why you have been seeing a lot of these suits against um, celebrities. And um, the most recent one I could think about is the lady. She was on this show on Hulu, and she accused Russell Simmons and L.A. Reid of sexual abuse. And she recently filed her lawsuit also. But that's the reason why, is that New York City, I mean, New York State, they enacted the Adult Survivors Act, and this allowed them. So where the normal statute of limitations may be two years or three years, and it's been past that time since this happened, they opened it up and said, okay, well, now here's your chance to be heard, um, and we're going to give you this time, and then after that, it's closed. So now, while people are saying she's doing it right before it closes, uh, we also, we got to be mindful and give grace, but one thing I think that a lot of people don't understand with litigation is that no one jumps out the boat and say, okay, I'm just going to sue you. I'm going to follow, follow a lawsuit and we're going from there. 
what normally happens is that you have a dispute between people. You reach out to them and say, hey, I have this dispute with you. Or the attorney says, hey, my client has a dispute with you. And we'll, we'd like to res resolve this if we can amicably. And, and you always keep in track um, in the back of your mind what's the statute of limitations because you don't want someone to jerk you around and play around with you until the statute of limitations run and then you're nowhere and then you can't sue. So it seems like based on the article the New York Times reported, I'm getting my information from reliable sources, not Instagram, not TikTok, nothing like that. The New York, I mean, not the New York Times, the New York, yes, the New York Times. I don't read the Post, I read the Times. What they said is that there were negotiations going on. Both sides acknowledge it. Diddy's side is saying that Cassie was trying to blackmail him and said, look, if you give me 30 million, you either give me $30 million or I'm going to put out a book with all of the things that's been going on. Um, Cassie's side is saying, no, we received the offer. That was never something that was on the table. It's always been this. And there was an offer for... Um, Eight figures. So I guess eight figures is uh, tens of millions of dollars that there was an offer to Cassie to kind of like go away and don't come out with this. And I don't know what happened to the negotiations, of course, because no one can really go into that or why it fell out. But since the statute of limitations is about to close, of course, she's like, we haven't resolved this. Let's go to court. Um. There's a lot of allegations in her complaint. Um, the, and again, I'm not... Well, I guess the one allegation that I've also talked about with my other friends and things like that, that I had an issue... The sex trafficking thing, she has an allegation about sex trafficking because some of the sexual acts that she's saying he made her perform happened out of the country with one in London where he made her... He well, her allegation is he made her sleep with male prostitutes in London, and that because she was taken across um, state lines or wherever, in this time it would be internationally, that is sex is sex trafficking. Um, now there's always a thing about legally and technically and uh, something like that. I think that. I guess because while legally, yes, that's the definition of it. She checks all of the boxes. Anybody who's been in school, you know, you got to go through and you match. Is this element there? Is this element? Okay, everything is there. However, the purpose of these laws of that for the sex trafficking is really to protect the people who were actually being sex trafficked. I mean, I don't know if you guys seen any of these movies or heard of any of the stories where they're bringing girls in from out of the country, telling them, we're going to get you into America. The minute they get to America, they're taking their passports and they're making them work as prostitutes for however long they want. This is what this was designed to protect. Or even in our own country, I know, shockingly, in the USA, there are girls or kids and whatever being trafficked across um, state lines for the sole purpose of someone selling them and making them prostitute and things like this. This is what this was enacted to prevent. Now, I think that they kind of overstepped with that. And you have to be careful because this is going to be something that's going to be played out in the public. 
whether anyone agrees or not, it's going to be played out in the public, which also um, I think Diddy is going to have to be careful of because it's like now that the complaint is filed, it's kind of hard because you may want to fight and you may feel like, hey, I'm right. This didn't happen. I'm going to fight. Um, but people may just not like you or they, I mean, they may believe more of her story than yours. And then by the time you get there, it's so tainted that they just don't rule in your favor. Now, at this point, it's like he's damned if he do, damn if he doesn't. Because if he settles, it's like, oh, we knew that was what was going on. And while legal professionals know, that's just not how that works. Sometimes people just pay people just to go away. Sometimes it's like, look, you're going to pay um this amount in legal fees in order to fight this and it's going to cost you two three years of your life and there's no guarantee that you're going to win so you may still lose or you can take half of that amount of time uh, half of that amount of money that it would cost you and not even uh um three years you could wrap this up in a year or six months and you're guaranteed that this is going to be done and resolved. And people make a decision based on that. So I just want you all to be mindful that if you hear that he settled, let's not just all assume that, it, that he's guilty of it and that it happened. Um, with that being said, I do want to give um, the benefit to Cassie. She's stepping out. She's telling her story. Some people are backing her up and saying certain things. Um, Kid Cudi did say that his car blew up. Um, there's other things that people are confirming. Um, the thing with Young Jock, before I heard it myself this morning on Angela Yee, Way Up With Yee, uh, shout out. Oh, no shout outs. But I, I listened to Way Up With Yee. I wish she would just be by herself. But anyway, back to the story. Is that... um. Young Jock tells the story about how Diddy made her cut her hair. And I think even so, this is what I'm this is exactly what I'm talking about. A story like that with Diddy just saying he saw a white girl who had her hair shaved off on the side. He thought it looked cool. He like, Cassie, tomorrow, shave your hair like that. You should wear that hairstyle. And her telling Young Jock, yeah, well, if that's what he wants, then I'm going to do it turns into proof of abuse or something. And it's like, ah, we're kind of pushing it. And this is, I'm not totally, I do not want this theme like I'm not believing Cassie because only, listen, at the end of the day, only two people, well, I guess three, four, four people know the truth. Him, her, and the gods within them know what really happened. Um, any witnesses, if there are witnesses to the actual physical abuse, um, they have not come forward yet, so we don't know. And I don't believe that she states in her complaint that people actually witnessed the... Well, she did. That witnessed the physical abuse. She said that at a hotel, he was abusing her in the hallway and throwing stuff at her. And there was security footage, but he paid the hotel $50,000 to get rid of it. So they would know if this stuff, they could corroborate um, whether or not this was happening also. So I don't want it to make it seem that. But I'm just saying, you see how easily 
the the perception can be skewed. Young Jock, now that this has come out, as opposed to us taking it as a man telling his girlfriend, um, because they were in a relationship, that something he would like for her to do or try with her hair, her hair of all things, turns into an example of him being abusive. And these things are going to come up. And so sometimes people say, you know what, this is not worth it because, and especially in this day and age, where people can just clip little pieces, put it together, throw it on the internet, nobody's going to do any research. I mean, you you could just be guilty from that. So let's just give him the grace with that. The other part of it is that um, people are like, well, you know, she stayed and for the money and that's what she gets and whatever. And I, let me take a breath. There are millions, I'm sure, of women being abused every single day. And the majority are not being abused by wealthy men. The majority are literally being abused sometimes. Well, not the majority, but women are being abused. And they're the primary care. I mean, um, they're the primary breadwinner for their household. And they're still being abused in those situations. I did some, girl, did some research. So it says, um, as of January 2022, one in four women are being physically abused in their relationship. One in four. And that's just physical abuse. There's also things uh, such as financial abuse, which sometimes plays into that, where the abuser has the money and he's like, well, I'm not going to give you any money unless you do X, Y, Z. Or I'm going to control the money and I'm going to make you, you know, do what I want this way. Emotional abuse, verbal abuse, um, mental abuse. I mean, there's so many ways. I always say that the women, if you ever hear the stories and a lot of people say, oh, those girls so stupid when they're women, um, women, female prison guards or jail CEOs and they end up messing around with the guys and then they get arrested and they get in all. And people say, oh, they're so stupid. Why would you there's such a thing as mental abuse and that these men become so manipulative and as day in, day out, that mentally these women are not of their right mind at that moment because of, and when I say abuse, it doesn't have to be nasty or mean. It could be giving love and giving affection and giving attention and then taking it away when you don't do what I want for the sole purpose of when I gave it to you, this was my sole purpose and intent is that I wanted you to do what I wanted you to do. It was never about loving you. It was never a real love. It was that. And that stuff takes a toll on people. So they say one in four are getting physically abused. And let me tell you, all of those one in four women are not being abused by billionaires. Not all of them. Um, they also say... Because one of the things that we need to look at, and when you go into these situations, why I always say, like, I don't like to judge. You should, we all say you shouldn't judge, but people make judgments. People judge situations. And it's okay if you have that judgment, but when you have that judgment, give grace in that moment. 
before you judge the people because like people are saying, why didn't she leave? She finally left in 2018 and went with the personal trainer. No one knows what facilitated that. No one knows if the trainer um, had something and on Diddy or whatever, and he was able to get her out. Or no one knows if at that point Diddy had moved on to somebody else and just was like, okay, now you can leave. Um, so that's not proof that she was free to leave at any time um, on her own. Now, of course, I don't want to say free to leave because I don't want to make it seem like she was caged up and be insensitive to women who really are not free to leave. She could have left physically and walked away, but emotionally, mentally, whatever was going on with her, she was not able to leave and make it final at that point. So they say a lot of people stay in abusive relationships because they're scared. And we saw this one recently where the guy, the girl does everything right. She goes to the police station. She asks for a restraining order. Um, I believe it was her kid, her baby father, her kid, dad, whatever. She gets the restraining order and he comes down to her job and just shoots her dad right then and there. So sometimes the men, and we've all heard this, and um, I don't know, and I hate to be like this, but y'all know, I got to keep it real with y'all. Before, that shit used to sound cute, and you would think, oh, he must really love me when they say, oh, I'll kill you if you try to leave me, or I'm, uh-uh, you can't leave me, I'll kill whoever you, and you would like, uh-uh, oh. but sometimes this shit is real. This shit is real. And, and you know that the women are taking this seriously. Like, he may really hurt me or my family or the person I'm with if I leave him. So it's just better to just stay with him and put up with this. Um, they also say financial dependency, which we just talked about. And um, I used to work at a domestic violence shelter. And I guess now that I'm talking to y'all more and being more open and vulnerable, I think that some of my my sensitivity with domestic violence, like I can never just, I, I just never find it funny. I never take it non-serious. I'm like super sensitive about it. May have come from me working at a domestic violence center. And I saw, and let me be honest, I saw women who were there living there and everything and admitted that no one ever abused them, that they just lied so that they could get um, special treatment for housing. And, you know, that, I mean, yes, yes. And then there was the other side where these women were scared for their lives and they were here. So trust me when I say that, you know, I'm being sensitive and I, I give every victim or person who's been abused, I give them the benefit. Trust me, with my own experience, I have seen women who lie to use it to get somewhere and I have seen real, real victims of this where names have to be changed, things like that. So I've seen both sides. So trust me, <laughs> I'm giving the benefit to her and anyone else. But um, financial dependency. So one of the things we would tell them is that you have to have a plan if you're going to leave your abuser. Um Everybody say, oh, just get up and leave. Yeah, that sounds good in theory, but it's not. Because most of these women have children. And it's like, okay, so I leave and go where? Where do I go with my child? And you say, oh, there's shelters, there's this and that. Now, 
most of us work more than we should. A lot of people that I know work a lot and sacrifice a lot of time with their children so they can provide housing, comfortable housing for their children. Who wants to take their child out of somewhere where that child appears to be comfortable? Because I don't think that children um, in abusive families where the mother or the father is being abused are ever really comfortable. So that's my but they have to take them, leave them, and go to a shelter or something. And then it's like, okay, I go to the shelter. Now what? How do I how do I feed my kid? How do I do this? How do I do that? Some of them don't have any access to bank accounts, to money, or things like that. Like, everything is controlled by the man. So they're like, you know what? I just need to sit here. So we would talk to them and say, okay, you need to come up with a plan. Um, do y'all have any cash or savings? And maybe you could start taking a little bit out so that you can prepare yourself. Start finding all of the kids' social security cards. Get your passports. Get your ID. Start getting everything together to make your plan to leave. If you have friends, if you have family that you could count on, and you could count on them to be quiet. So that's another part because you may tell them, yeah, I'm leaving him or whatever, and it's his mother, or even if it's one of your friends and they just... I heard you say this a million times. So they go back and they just say, yeah, she told me she'd leave it. She ain't going nowhere. And now the abuser is abusing her tonight. I mean, he's on her because now he is serious that he thinks she's going to leave. And that foils the plan. So it was a lot of work that we put in with them and kind of coached them to come up with a plan so that they would feel secure enough to leave and be able to sustain themselves for a while until they can get on their feet. Um, they say concerns for their children and you know you guys know that I've been open and honest about my experience and why I stayed in my marriage longer than I should have or if I should have been in marriage whatever that's another topic is because of my children because of the smaller children I'm like hey I put y'all in this situation I'm gonna have to dug it out and suck it up and stay in this situation so that you guys can have that two-parent home and so that, you know, your father would be a part of your lives. So, and I was not being physically abused or anything like that. And I did it. And so I can understand when a woman is like, look, if this is going to make my kids happy, then I'll just suck it up and deal with it. What's the other? Lack of support from family, cultural or religious beliefs, um, and emotional attachment. And uh, the emotional attachment is one that, and I hear people, oh, well, you stupid and this and this and that. And it's like, that's just not where we want to be at. I mean, that that is the least helpful thing you can do to someone in that situation is tell them they're stupid for staying. I mean, abuse... I guess that's the thing is that a lot of people start to think that if a woman is in an abusive relationship, that morning, noon, night, 24-7, Sunday to Sunday, she's just being beat and tortured. And it's not that. I mean, there has to be good times. Even in, think of it as yourself. Now, you're not being, I, well, if you are, I hope that you're going to get help. But if you're not being abused, you may be in a relationship right now and Last week, you were complaining to your good girlfriend about how horrible 
your partner is and oh my god i can't stand this mother lover he did x y x y x y x this and that and then next week you're like oh my god i'm so in love with him he did this he did that it's like that like it's not always bad times there's not always bad times so in between those isolated events there's this image or portrayal of what this person believes is love and support and they're receiving it and they need it they need it and so they're like okay well i'm getting it and then there's months that go by or sometime and then it's the next event and then they start again and truly they like they really really believe this time i'm out and then they come back and i don't mean to make a joke but this is just my way is that the guy come back and he like I'm going to go talk to the lady. We all saw the, I'm going to go talk to the lady. Let's get back together. And it's just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So um, I hope that everybody is giving her some grace and not being so judgmental. But these are a lot of reasons why women stay in these type of relationships. And again, she's not an isolated incident. Hers is more, I guess, salacious because about the sex and the drugs and things like that. But she did say that he was hitting her. And now we have, um, oh, my God, what is this lady's name? I should have I should have wrote it down. But the one that was going back and forth with Carisha over Diddy recently, she did an interview previously. And she said that he also physically abused her. Um. I mean, I don't know. Another, and look, I'm grown and opinionated, but I really don't have an opinion on what happened. I mean, or like if he is or if he isn't or if she, I don't have an opinion on that. But I mean, yeah. So someone else has come forward and a lot of people are of the mind frame, which I, I guess I kind of agree. It's like if so many people are saying the same thing, then there may be some truth to it. And the reason why I can't go with the old theory of like, well, if five people are saying you did this to them, then it's more than likely that's just who you are. I really can't go to the theory of that anymore because of social media and everything. And like I said, ever since um, the Kanye interview, I talked about it a few times here, the Kanye interview on Drink Champs where there were just people saying what he said and what he what happened during the interview. And when you would turn around, because you think like they must have watched it because they're making these comments. And then they say, no, I didn't watch it. I just saw what other people were posting and... So that's that's why I'm kind of like, huh, you can't really go by that anymore. Um, but somewhere, if this goes to trial, a jury is going to have to sit there and hear her story and her witnesses and his story and his witnesses and decide who they find to be more credible or who they believe. And in civil, I mean, you only need to tip the scale a little bit. You don't need to do beyond a reasonable doubt. So there's no DNA testing needed. You just need to get them to believe you a little bit more than they believe the other person. Um, I, I, I do. This is really, yeah. This is something I guess I could say I was honestly, honestly not expecting this. But 
One other thing I had, a concern I had, is that today I listened to um, Throwback at Noon with Mr. C on the block 94.7. They don't pay me. I don't have no, listen, I don't have no sponsors, but I really, really love Mr. C, Throwback at Noon. And I was listening to it, and he had like played like three or four Diddy songs back to back. And I was like, oh, so what do we do now? Now that these accusations have come out, um, are they going to stop playing Diddy songs? Are they going to stop, like, what happened with R. Kelly when the allegations came out about him? It was that certain stations, well, not the first set of allegations or the second set of allegations with R. Kelly, or probably not even the third, but the most recent set of allegations. When those came out, a lot of radio stations started um, taking a stance that they weren't going to play his music. Certain platforms, they just removed him. They refused to pay, play his music because of the allegations. So now I wonder, is this going to happen with Diddy? Um, I think that Diddy, for the most part, has always been well-liked. He's always been well-liked. R. Kelly, we loved his music, but I don't think anybody really liked R. Kelly as like, like they have for Diddy. Diddy has always been well-liked amongst his peers in the music industry, um, movie. He's been well-liked forever. Since he's been around, um, he's been well-liked. And now it's like, okay, well, now what do you do? We're going to see what, what happens. Like, I don't know. I don't know. This is bringing me back to a time if they're going to... I say I don't know because I don't know if they're going to do this, if he's going to be treated that way where they're no longer going to play his music. They're no longer going to do this thing. Or are they going to wait until it plays out in court and see what happens? Um, I doubt, honestly, I doubt that this is going to get that far. But it may because we saw recently it was um, Johnny Depp and what is her? Amber Heard, their case went all the way to the jury and the trial. And I'm sure people did not believe that was going to happen. We had... um. Who else recently? We had a few where the celebrities kind of said, like, no, nah, we're just going to fight this out in court. We're not going to settle. Um, I know the lawyers were really happy about that. But we're going to see what happens here. Oh, my gosh. Well, my prayers go out to both sides, Cassie and, um, and Diddy, because even, even assuming that he did every single thing that she said he did. My prayers go out to him because he also needs it. If that's what he's doing to people, then he needs the prayer and grace too. Um, we're going to support both sides. Let's see what happens. All right, so I'm going to get up out of here. Um, the episodes are available on Apple podcast on SoundCloud. I'm on Instagram at grown underscore and underscore opinionated. The videos are up on YouTube at grown and opinionated also. And I'm on Twitter at JMO about. All right. Peace out. I just wanted to jump back on just to give the number out again. 800-799-7233 is the national 24-7 hotline number. And the text, um, the number for the text, you can text start to 
888 if you or anyone you know is a victim of domestic violence or have been subjected to domestic violence. All right, now I'm really out. Peace.